Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. You're listening to Season 5 of Mother May I Sleep With Podcast. I'm your host, Molly McElhaney. How could you allow this to remain up here for a second? Look what it says about us. When did this happen? It was here when I arrived this morning. The janitor doesn't come until 8, well, so we didn't You allowed ha- everybody to see this because the janitor is the only one who cleans things up around here? No, no, this is not spilled milk. This is my daughter's reputation. We did our best to cover it up. You put tarps over it. This sort of thing sometimes happens in high school. Of course, we feel terrible about it, yeah, but there was nothing... Yeah, did you call the cops? Why would I do that? Nobody got hurt. Hurt? No, I want you to find... Every single kid who did this and expelled them. We don't them. know who did it yet. Everybody knows who did this. It's Ethan and Jace and all it of them. It is just words on a wall. She is in no danger. Avon. Boys will be boys. Not with my daughter. grade average in my college prep courses I could leave school and take my GED to graduate. I could start junior college next spring semester. Now you're not ready to make that kind of move. You're 17. Mom, you don't know hey. how far they'll go. Look, they are not going to drive us out of this town. This whole thing is going to blow over and we'll be able to last it out. You'll see. Besides, you've got prom coming up and graduation. These are memories that you're not going to want to pass up. Mom, would you get real? This is never going to happen. I'm finished here because of Ethan and Jace. Why don't you just admit it? You don't want me to leave. Oh, Caitlin, no. No, I am not you. I don't care about this town. Hey, baby, you're looking good. Yeah. See? Here's one thing that I will say. I'm going to throw some hate at Avon. Okay. Although I do think that if I get the cat I'm trying to adopt, I will name her Avon Rose. <laughs> Avon Rose. But I just like just hit me. I think my cat's name is going to be Avon Rose. But um, Avon, <laughs> for someone who hopped on board a little late for my standards, yeah. is coming in real hot. Okay. Avon, let's be real. You should still be groveling. If your daughter's coming to you saying that I think I should go to junior college, let's be real. You didn't know to do the right thing for her in the first place. Who the fuck are you to speak about her education, Avon Rose? Oh, you want you want to go to prom and blah blah blah. It's like No, she doesn't. All of her attackers and rapists and harassers and assaulters are gonna be at prom. Mm -hmm. And I I that was the moment where I was like, oh, she's trying to like live vicariously through her. Because she was a teen mom and she's like, she wants her daughter to like have all the experiences that she probably didn't get to have and all of that stuff. But it's like, she's very inconsistent. Okay. So 
little post-production note slash it's in production. So I guess it's like a production note. No, it's post-production. Hi, welcome to Hollywood. I'm Molly McAleer. I'm at Disneyland right now and I never leave my house, but accidentally, coincidentally, call it what you will, I got a message from Sammy today saying that a portion of our audio was severely compromised and we're missing a couple minutes of notes here. It's not a significant portion of the podcast, but if you choose to harp on my most negative qualities, it definitely is. It's actually a full um, maybe five minutes of this whole movie that are like, you know, whatever. I'm not trying to minimize it. I actually would understand if you feel violated by the sloppiness of this, but it's just like how we do things. Okay, 4121 to 4321. My notes start like this. And by the way, I'm just reading from the notes because we recorded this episode a couple months ago. Yeah, that's right. We've got apps in the can. And yeah, that's right. We're just discovering now that we have corrupted audio. That's how we run things over here. Fast and fucking loose. Okay, so my notes start like this. Mom is on fire now. What that is in reference to, I think that's maybe like mom finally realizing that her daughter was like, in fact, raped. Rape is a real thing. Like, just because you're a single mom doesn't mean like you can't get that. Caitlin and one of her friends, the one from the burger shack, drink lemonade or something on a swing set. And she's like, I didn't even press charges and they still won't let this go. And the friend who, let's face it, we did not even see a t- having a turnaround either is like, What the fuck do these people want from you? And that's very sad for me because it's completely obvious what these people want from her. This quote says, I just got into this club and I'm already finished. What that's regarding, I'm not completely sure. Um, Oh, I know, because they got into the popular club. Right, right, right. I remember this movie. Fuck. Tiffany Amorthiesen, babe. Great movie justice for Caitlin. So then she goes, when they turn against you, no one in school will talk to you. Yeah, yeah, we did this. Okay, I'm your best friend. I always will be. Caitlin asks her how she can get back at these guys, and her other friend gets this wicked grin on their face. Okay, so I forgot about how, like, how much I hate this fucking friend in this movie and, like, any attempt she makes later on to, like, save her ass. Like, you're just a bad person. Admit it. End of day. We all make mistakes in high school, but, like, in this scenario, come on. You have to talk to Jesus about that. So, um, I write in my notes here, I understand that everyone processes trauma differently, but I don't think the friend move is telling your vulnerable friend who was sexually abused to pull a prank. Caitlin drives out to the country or something and knocks on the door. She's there for Ethan, but plot twist, Ethan's mom is older and disabled. She says that he's probably out working on his car or something. Caitlin seems surprised when she walks with a limp. She asks if she's one of his classmates, a friend. So this is true. Okay, here I am remembering this. As I stare into what I could only describe as a mural... No, that's like an understatement. It's a fucking wall mural of um, Californian Hills. She's basically like, I stare into this and I'm like finding this scene. Okay, so basically like this whole scene is her pulling up to this guy that she thinks is popular. But like plot twist, much like a Matt Saracen and many men before him. 
<laughs> we forgive all because he has a disabled older woman in his life. Which, like, by the way, if we're going to forgive for anything, I think that that's a fair one. Like, Stan, I'm here for it, etc. So she lets her in. She's like, hey, have you ever seen him play football? And she goes, yeah, he's beautiful. But, like, no. It's, like, it's more sincere. She's like, yeah, he's beautiful. No, that sounds... See, everything I say sounds sarcastic. (laughs) By the way, I'm screaming this alone in a Disneyland dining room. So even if you hate this part of the podcast, I hope you appreciate the brief... uh, The brief odd talking about, you know, uh, rape in a Disneyland restaurant. Um, So she says, yeah, he's beautiful, which like is a comment that stuck with me continuously throughout. I know Katie and I talked about this as well. I'm so sorry you guys are missing that. And also like how weird, right? Like fucking the fuck. Um, But these things truly happen. And in fact, I'm afraid of them happening at every turn. And we're really lucky to have only lost like throughout the entire history of my podcasting career, not that much. There are people that lose more, okay? I'm just going to thank baby Jesus, Mickey. Thank you guys. So appreciative for for you, Walt, and everyone else, and also Jesus. So when Ethan sees her when she rolls up, he's like, what the fuck am I going to say to this bitch? Like, it's not like a... It's not even like a... Oh, I'm, I don't like her, or this is petty, or I'm over this, or anything else. He, like, literally looks at her like, what's my line? So let's go into 4548 to 4738. Your mom told me you were out here. Yeah. What happened to her? She had an accident. Why are you so interested in my mom, anyway? She seems nice, that's all. Look, I know it was you and Jace who wrote all that stuff all over school. Hey, fair warning. This is not about you. This is about me and Chase. Caitlin and the crew, we stick together, all right? It's us against the world. I kind of figured you'd know that by now. Why would I lie about it? What do I have to gain? Why would Jace or I have to rape anybody? I got girls following me around all day long. Jace didn't do this for sex. He's wired wrong. He likes to hurt girls. Well, you must really believe those lies going on in your head. Pretty damn good at it. You know, I used to think this crew was so cool. I wanted to belong. Is this because Jace told you I slept with him? I didn't. It doesn't really matter. A year from now, I'll be playing ball in L.A. I don't think so. You're just a small-town boy going nowhere. Why don't you get the hell out of here? Yeah, you got your Chevy all fixed up. But you got nowhere to go. 
Still at Disneyland. Um, after this scene, Caitlin is good. When Caitlin needs to whip out some brutal words, I will say, our girl knows how to do it in style. It's historical. It's If it's hysterical, it's historical, baby. Okay? Uh, all right. So there's um, at least two families below me that I can hear... Um, at the very least, uncomfortable that I'm screaming about all this ahead of them. I apologize for the echo. It was better than the women's restroom. And I was going to do this on It's a Small World. But honestly, that song really um, makes me super uncomfortable. And given the themes of this show, I figured only, you know, the the few elements of a children's theme park that I can have in this episode about a very severe uh, and serious uh, sexual assault of a young woman and we're doing what we can today. All right. And a Disney cast member just crossed me. And I think I violated some serious boundaries. You guys, I'm sorry. Um, and, you know, <laughs> this is what you get for leaving your house. Okay? Like, just don't, just don't leave. All right. Back to the episode. So, Caitlin just fucking tore his ass up when yeah. she was leaving. And that's, like, such a good call, Caitlin. This is where I wrote, she fucking knows how to do it with style. Like, yeah, she, she does. She really does. So, she's really come to her, like, grips with her understanding of her sexual assault very quickly. She has. Like, yeah. Like, she has, like, a, I mean, like, you would think she has Wikipedia based on the advancement she's had and, like, or therapy. Like, she I, doesn't have any of these things. I thought that she would take a little bit longer like doing the whole like everything's fine like nothing's wrong with me blah 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 I don't want to you know talk about it but like right away she's like you raped me you forced me and and it's such a violent attack like it's truly like a physically oh, it's like violent so attack yeah that it's not one of those like oh I couldn't consent I was too drunk or like any of these like gray area type of attacks but, like, the fact that it was so violent, like, obviously makes it... I mean, like, listen, this is a Lifetime movie. We have to have things be very crystal clear so that we can get to the resolution by minute 90. And there are gray area movies now. We, yeah. I do love a good gray area movie because uh-huh. I think that's how most sexual assaults actually I happen. Think I agree, yeah. You know, like, you're having fun one minute and the next, you know. But, like, actually, that is truly in another way what happened here is that like this guy came in wouldn't go away mm-hmm. was like give me one kiss and the next thing she knew she was disarmed and that's the that's the part that was triggering for me in my own like sexual history it, it was 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 listening to him negotiate mm-hmm. and the times where you're like okay you can do this but you but can't then do not that this. but like, just like okay also, fuck off. Like, this we'll make you and, and and it's like you know in my like if i could go back and 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 look in my I, I'd just be like okay no stop it from the beginning like don't let him in don't let him have one kiss don't let him do any of this stuff but like all of the ex- I've had plenty of experiences where I've been like okay well you can do this if you just leave me alone you can do this if you just leave me alone like right. that kind of thing and so that I think was actually super interesting to see in a film depicted this way but you know then it turns into this like this yeah crazy but i do think it is important that it's also like a a friend rape because that is 100 percent. you know the majority of rapes are people that you know it's not a stranger like jumping someone you would let in your home yeah it's someone that you'd be like okay i should be nice and you see her being very accommodating to men and then she's like no 
fuck a half and she's like totally not accommodating to men right which i think is great yeah i mean and also like everyone in this movie is 100 percent like i mean everyone's here for the patriarchy bitch like oh, even the yeah. mom is like yeah we don't say these things like we don't put this out there like the, everyone's very conditioned in this movie it's it's a good one. Yeah. So a bunch of girls are blocking the bathroom when Caitlin gets to school the next day, but she knows what's going on in yeah. there. We all know what happens. They're not smoking cigs. They're fucking writing nasty ass shit about her all over the walls. And it turns out one of the main people, I believe, from what I could tell through the grainy YouTube footage, <laughs> was her best friend, Abby. And they get into a fucking pretty good brawl for a that movie. That brawl. It's a good fight scene. This movie is violent. Yeah, like, it is. There's the rape scene which is very violent there is this fight which is outrageous and then there's this uh there's a couple of events towards the end a couple of fights and brawls toward the end i'm like who is the stunt coordinator on this movie there was like a couple scenes in this movie that i was like this is like almost as realistic or better than spring breakers yes (laughs) you don't have to be harmony corinne to like come up with some teenage boy pulling out a fucking knife i know just taking stabs you know what this movie reminded me of um was the movie the outsiders which is a i've never seen that oh you should see it it's really good it's a coppola movie from the 80s with um like c thomas howell is the lead and like Ralph Macchio's in it and Patrick no, Swayze. No, I know I'm like a loser for never seeing No, this. no, no. I literally just watched it last year. Oh, good. But there are all these references, I think. Well, I think they're references to the outsiders in this movie. But they're, it's it's basically about like they, the, the preps and the greasers get into a fight. And they like have a knife fight and they kill one of the preps. And then they have to go hide. And then they come back. And they go hide in a church. So the scene where they go to the church. like It's all coming. Yeah. yeah. But like I'm like, oh, these scenes where it's like at night in the town, in the middle of the town, just like having like a murderous brawl is completely outrageous. Yeah. Ed and I actually, I will just like like divert to this a little bit Mm -hmm. ed and i do find that death of a cheerleader which is around the same time and is one of like the og movies with kelly martin and tori spelling it also was like hugely foundational for a lot of movies that came after it like it was mean girls like Mm -hmm. it was scream like it was a lot of the big movies and I do think that even made-for-TV movies from this era, while they may have borrowed from other movies as well, were hugely influential to the films that came after them because these were the movies that America saw. Like, if you didn't have... If you didn't go to the movie theater, if you didn't have money, if you didn't have cable, you would tune into NBC on a Saturday night and this would be sitting there for you. And, you know, that helps form, you know, the cultural opinion. You can never... I mean, it, it also creates, like, a visual language. It creates, like, a... um a actual dialogue language that we hear that we're used to it creates sure you know, archetypes of characters and stuff like you can't deny that there are influences in our culture from these movies i will say this is my a big thing because i think that people will absolutely deny spaces of art and creation because they are a certain Thing. And I yeah. think Lifetime is very of that world. I always say I also think YouTube is very of that world. Yeah. I also think certain styles of de- documentary are really viewed like that. Mm-hmm. There's all sorts of categories that just are universally dismissed. I think camp was also for a long time universally dismissed. Mm-hmm. Now so important. Um, 
all that B movie shit. So important. So I don't know. I'm very big on why we do this podcast is because this is a fucking important form of the way that people talk to each other. This is the most basic way I think Americans get involved on certain issues. Right. And I also think that like, you know, I, in my career, I've always wanted to put like a highbrow lens on lowbrow stuff because I think that most people are consuming lowbrow culture. They probably do like 50-ish movies a year. If you're a teenager in the 90s and you get raped in high school and this is your only access to understanding possibly what happened to you, then I would be happy if you saw this movie because she stands up for herself and she pursues legal action and she understands that she's going to get slut-shamed and attacked for her for stand for for saying what she does and she prevails like Degrassi she fucking went there you know this all played out this all played out by the way I hate that for Degrassi that like the end came up with the best noggin or whatever came up with the best tagline that it should have (laughs) Degrassi, it goes there. Yeah, like yep. it goes there. It oh my god, you guys, if you've not been fueled up by Degrassi anytime recently, <laughs> just go get a chase that dragon and dip day. in. It's get so a dip. good. Do one. Okay, so of course the school wants to suspend Caitlin for getting in, um, into the fight. And I know, but the they mom, also want to suspend her because they're like she's like not a having... distraction. They're, I, I'm like she didn't didn't do anything. She didn't do anything. And they're like, oh, she's like having a hard time at school. It's like, so she gets the punishment? Like, fuck off. But like, that's the truth. Is that like what you and I recognize is like her basically um, having a a reaction, a very normal reaction to what is PTSD in the making. Mm -hmm. She's having a full-blown trauma Mm -hmm. response. They're like, you know what? She's having a fight in the bathroom. She says something happened to her outside of school. Like, it's very easy to see how people have historically and probably continue to just wipe their hands of shit it's Mm -hmm. terrible and i okay now mommy's on board avon rose is on board and i do stand the way that she has stood up in this scene because like when the principal's like honey did we even did i even say that the two of them the principal and avon went to high school together okay yeah you mentioned yeah okay because we're gonna find out more about that but she's looking at her in the face and being like i came with my research he should have heard me on the on the phone with spirit airlines the other day i was throwing <laughs> out their timeline and history of like when their ceos resigned and like your research bitch I really like I'm not going to call up Spirit Airlines and demand a refund and for myself as well as the two people next to me. I'm by the way, if anyone's wondering why I'm yelling with Spirit, Spirit Airlines, I don't need the fucking money. I want the woman next to me to go to Cancun on the miles. This is what <laughs> I told her. I said, I will give you all my miles. I said, I'm going to take your phone number. I'm going to work on this because I have the privilege to stand up and be that bitch right now. But. I had to come to Spirit Airlines with my free time and put together a list of facts about yeah. how it was very strongly advertised that they, and this actually speaks to this high school principal. <clears throat> <laughs> when the new CEO took over Spirit Airlines, it wasn't a smart move for them with their customers. It actually was a business move that made their investors very, very rich. So in acknowledging that they have poor customer service relations and making a promise towards the future, in reality, all that Spirit Airlines was doing was like pretending to the public that they were going to do better, but also acknowledging that this was a benefit for their investors. It's fucked up. People are hiding in, in plain sight. 
She is serving the football booster club. Mm-hmm. And that is a fact. You know she's getting a you know five hundred dollars stipend here, a little pat on the back there, a dinner at the country club. Mm-hmm. You know she is very low power. Like this is all she wants. So she just wants a little extra booster money, one hundred percent. So they tell mom to calm down. If it was rape, she should have pressed charges. Sometimes kids tell tales on each other, especially in a small town. Kids will be kids. And she's like, you know what? This is fucking bullshit. I'm throwing a Title IX on your asses. I've Mm -hmm. already called all these people. You're done. I love when she's like, I've called the Office of Civil Rights. I love throwing out. uh, I'm talking to the FAA. That was what I was doing on the phone the other day at Spirit Airlines. As I said, when you have an overhead compartment that pops up during takeoff and your flight attendants who are not to blame because they are also required to be seated during takeoff. I said, when you have that pop open, I said, that's an FAA regulation. (laughs) I said, this is the most superficial part of the aircraft that you could have made sure was working. It's a fucking carry on. Let's talk. I like come through with that full fucking Karen energy. Federal agencies. Yeah, I come through with that. Better Business Bureau is like a privately owned thing, right? I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure that the Better Business Bureau is like actually like a privately held bullshit sort of organization. And you can slap that down on a bitch, but it won't do anything like a federal level thing. By the way, I literally like if I had an Apple watch on right now, that thing would be bursted like i am i'd be like molly your apple watch has turned red my fucking anger for the for the righteousness of others but like me like bringing this whole i'm sammy my microphone's nowhere near my mouth i'm so angry sorry i actually like i'm not gonna do a lot but i could okay i should So they talk about how Avon Rose... Okay, so they're like, can we have a moment alone? And so the principal and the superintendent are talking. And the principal's like, listen, Avon Rose has never done anything in her life except sell cheap dresses. She's a big hoe. I went to school. I mean, I'm now I'm paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. But basically, she's like, this dumb bitch doesn't know anything. She's a slut. Always been a slut. Will be a slut. Who cares? And the superintendent's like, well, like, maybe let's think about this. This could actually be a big issue for us. And then she's like, let's meet in the middle let's suspend the boys for a few games just until this caitlin stuff is right. smoothed over and caitlin overhears all of this which is also if I, oh i hated a hearing in an administration talking above my head moment did you ever have that like overhearing i had a learning disability so also i think sometimes because i'm dyslexic people would like I could always hear them talking in the next room. I'm like, bitch. I don't think I ever had that. I can't, re- like, I can't fucking do math. Like, <laughs> I can hear you. I, was I just, just can't do math. I went to a tiny school and I was just like the loudest, bossiest bitch. Oh, in right. Because yeah. you fucking lived on the Virgin <laughs> Islands. Let's come back to that. Wait, um, did you have a high school boyfriend? No. Who the fuck dates on the Virgin Islands? No, I, I listen, I've never successfully dated. Like, so you didn't have sex on the Virgin Islands as a teen? No, I didn't. <laughs> you know, but the thing is that I did have friends who had high school boyfriends and did that whole, like, you know, high, high school, school sweetheart thing. thing. Yeah. And, but I just didn't. I don't know. I was, I was weird. I was different. But, um, no, I just, it was really small. There weren't a ton of people to choose from. And, um, yeah, but how I how many in your class? Twenty one in my graduating oh, class. Honey, yeah. I went to a school that had forty five per class, and when I tell you something, there was no secrets in that entire school. Right. 
there, I mean, my like my high school that I went back to when we moved to New Jersey for three months <laughs> when I went to back to Lexington High. But for one year, I went to school in the city at a school with 45 people for a class. And I'm still the most friends out of anyone I went to school with at Newman Prep. But I will tell you, there is it's a secret hell at a school with only 50 people. For, you know everyone's DNA. You know you, everyone's And everything. I had gone to school with these people. I went to a small private school starting in second grade. And then I graduated from that school mm-hmm. in high school. So I knew everyone since age seven. Yeah. So it's like, I also like none of the guys I was like, I've known you since I was seven. Like, I'm not interested in you. You're like my right. Brother. I've seen it all. Yeah. And my best friend was gay. And I just was like, eh, you know, I love a gay on the Virgin Islands exploring yeah. himself. Yeah. I that mean, must have been a very frustrating existence. Yeah. He he pretended to be straight for a very long time. Sure. And then he came out to me on my 18th birthday. How sweet. Happy birthday. I know. So my sweet. birthday present. Um, but it was like not a that you know, is really sweet. There were a lot of um warning signs. Not warning signs. There were a lot of flags. <laughs> right. There were a lot of pride flags. Right, 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 right. Um, but I just was like very defensive of him. Another one that I had known since I was seven, and people would say, like, oh, he's gay, blah, blah, blah. And you know when you're like the the ally and and you're in third grade and you don't know how to really do it. So you're just like, no, he's not. And instead of saying, um, yes. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I was, it was the nineties and I was in third grade. I don't think I was a good ally in middle school or high school. I don't think I really like, all I knew was that my mom had really good gay friends. I don't think I fucking understood like anything. Right. No, I didn't either. And this was like the era of like people saying like, Oh, that's so gay about certain things. And I would say, (laughs) well, I'm from like, absolutely. I'm from Boston. (laughs) If you guys would like to flag me on having ever like said something like that, very casually certain words aside, I've absolutely done it. Like it's, I grew up in the nineties. Everyone right, in the nineties had a fucking trash mouth in Boston, Massachusetts. I'll be the first person to be. I'm not proud of it. It's awful. Yeah, but let's be real. I I find it very difficult to believe when the amount of people in my thirties I know are like. Mm. No, I've never engaged in that behavior. I'm like, fucking fat chance, bitch. Like, absolutely <laughs> no chance. You couldn't... I If I hooked you to a lie detector test, the story would change so fucking quickly. You'd be like, well, my friend said it. But when my parents grew up doing that... Yeah, well, I mean, like, I didn't know that it was that bad. Like, well, I don't know. They said it on Family Guy. Like, the fucking story will change real, real quick. I think if you hooked up everyone to a lie detector right. test. We grew up in a very hateful diet hateful time like i would say we still live in a hateful time but it's we certainly didn't grow up in the 60s let's just be real like we grew up in a very we grew up in a diet racist time right you know the thing is like i no it was full racist i won't say that to anyone like we don't have to like go down too big of a rabbit hole i just like want to i just want to like acknowledge Everything was fucked up back then. It's still fucked up. Yeah. Let's not pretend to be, you know. I mean, maybe honestly on the Virgin Islands, it's probably very different than Boston, Massachusetts. But yeah. I'm not but pretending to be a perfect person. It was still like, like actually the the Caribbean is quite homophobic. Um, right. <laughs> and so. I, I know. <laughs> it wasn't um, easy. You know, he he wasn't just like, I'm I'm queer and I'm here. Like, let's sure, get used sure, to sure. it. 
But, you know, senior year, he did come out to me. and But I always, I wasn't always a perfect ally. I will no, say I wasn't that a perfect in, ally in middle sure. school, yeah. high school, for sure. Right. Like, if you're listening to this podcast and you went to my high school, I'm so sorry I wasn't probably a better ally but to you. There also has to be, you know, room room to grow. Fuck yes. It was also fucking 1999. Well, like- I mean, like, yeah. I mean, like, that's the truth is that I always grew up with all my mom's gay best friends being my, you know my uncles right my aunties whatever um i never questioned it at all listen um <laughs> <laughs> we've gone on a tangent no but i think honestly this is what but this high podcast school but is the, about. The, it's this, fucking conversations right and also like it's also about the fucked up i mean this movie is about the fucked up nature of high school and the like i never experienced a sexual assault in high school or like knew anybody who who did have a sexual assault in high school so it's like but there are new of though because the thing is is that most people would never be honest about that right you know and that's also another thing that comes up in this movie it's like towards the end one of the girls is like you were the only person who admitted we were all getting raped yes exactly of course we fucking turned our backs on you because if we told the truth about what had been happening to us then we'd all be sluts and yeah. like that's fucking profound yeah. bitch like that is profound if you are the word that everyone is calling you yeah how could you how could you not but act hatefully against that in defense of yourself i also think there's an element of so I just watched the movie Gas Food Lodging that is directed by Alison Anders from the 90s with where Ioni Sky. Never, oh, I love Ioni Sky. Yeah, I've so never heard that movie, though. It's a good movie. It's it's Ioni Sky and Favorisa Balk. And they live in this like shitty little town in New Mexico. And it's directed by Alison Anders, who's amazing. And do you die? Did you love? I did love. But but Ioni Sky has this moment where she has sex with this guy. And she says, that's the first time that I, I enjoyed having sex because the first time I had sex, I was raped and she just decided that because she was raped at a young age, she would then become a slut. And that was something that struck me in this movie, especially in the interactions between Caitlin and her friends was like, okay, you either come out and say someone did me wrong. Yeah. Someone raped me and this was wrong and I'm going to talk about it and I'm going to make myself a target for, abuse because i am speaking out against this and, but also unknowingly organism. a lot of time i think i think that oftentimes people unknowing i mean that's the truth is that people who are sexually assaulted are the most to be repeatedly sexually sexually assaulted right. and i think it's because oftentimes they don't know that they were sexually right. assaulted in the first place right and then but then these other girls like it, it's like you either you know come out against it and say i'm a victim or you say you know what i'm a slut and I'm going to just let guys do this to me. And Or and you could be Avon Rose and realize for 20 years later when your daughter is raped. Yeah. That what you had been experiencing as sexual life was in fact not consensual sex. Mm-hmm. And that you mm-hmm. had convinced yourself that it was. It's actually was really profound to see Avon Rose like fucking come to her knees at certain scenes and be like, I... I had a fucked up life and I had a fucked up understanding of things. And I bled that onto like this whole relationship between us. Mm -hmm. And like, it's like, I mean, that's what I say. Like, that's the closest we get to like a woman realizing later on in her life, like taking up a repressed memory. And that's the thing is like, it takes sometimes a really long time to realize what happened to you was. Yes. Yes. So the boys are all pumped up for the big game after they 
have had this conversation in the principal's office. And then Ethan and Jace are greeted by the principal in the boys' locker room, which should be illegal. (laughs) And she says, hey, listen, like, as they're about to go onto the field, she goes, you can't do the next two games. Um, We need this situation with Caitlin to blow over. Completely throws Caitlin under the bus on this one, as if she has something to gain from it monetarily. Now we see Caitlin's all alone. Her best friend calls for the first time in what sounds like a very long time. And Caitlin's upset because she's been calling her for days and there's been no answer. Mm -hmm. And her friend's like, look, I was a bitch. I admit it. Ethan, he wants to settle things too. Let's all meet up. So, yeah, it's very clear they're going to do something this girl. Let's play... 5515 to 5708, which is low-key um, a two-minute horror film yeah, that is totally. pretty good, but so scary. Let's play it. What's going on? Teach her a lesson. She deserves it. You turned on us, you little horse, so now we're going to have some fun. You thought you could get us suspended and nothing would happen. You don't learn, do you? Squeeze her, Mom, tighter. Make her pay. We're gonna get you, you bitch. Yeah, I tried to warn you, Caitlin, but you wouldn't listen. You're a traitor. And traitors need to be taught a lesson. Guys, how are we gonna make little Caitlin pay? Stop it! Strip her the way that he uses the light in the barn and the flashlights and like we can't see things it's like so menacing and terrifying it's really scary because that that barn was like the way that it went from being like this is this scary place that you enter and maybe the lights will flick on and it's fucking surprise prom or maybe you walk in there And you have already established that. Yeah. Like, it's terrifying. It is terrifying. This is where the crew meets and they are going to get behind you or get on top of you, bitch. Also, like, the fact that they're like, let's cut off her hair. That was so, like, medieval to me. Oh, yeah. The scorned woman has to, like, like, the widows have to shave their heads and, like, wail. Or, like, the scorned woman has to have her hair cut off. It's like, 
to me, I'm like, this is not like 90s at all. <laughs> like, this is so archaic and, and ancient. I think the number one, like, my takeaway from that is like, what a stupid crime because that's so easy to track back. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's so many times, like, Jace at one point calls the mom or he calls and he's like, I oh, did that your is daughter epic. in your bed. Yeah. And then he like calls again and I'm like, you fucking idiot. You keep making these calls like you're incriminating yourself. But also, yeah, the, there's like a very visible assault to um, Caitlin. And then she has the word. Ethan's like, get off her. It's she's had enough. And like, oh, oh, Ethan, what a fucking good guy. Like no, you didn't like chop 20 her minutes hair off. into the assault. He's like, hey, stop it, guys. I'm like. Oh my God, fuck off, Ethan. He's the worst. And of course, it's like very Brady Bunch movie, only in that like she just is like almost comes out more beautiful. Like it's very like Jan getting a hack job or like Marsha getting a hack job and coming out and she has like this perfect bob. Like Tiffany yeah. and Ruth Ethan recovered beautifully in this film. She does have a perfect bob, but... I, mean, I also was like, this poofy hair is so weird. I don't know. Whatever. Well, I mean, clearly she didn't choose the style. <laughs> like, I also was having this moment where I was like, how good would she have looked? Because I was thinking, oh, my God, don't take it to the back of the head. Don't take it to the back of the head. That's what I was seeing the whole time. Is I'm like, you can't get that length back. And then I was like, what if they just like she got like a fucking Ruby Rose moment? And she was just out here with that. Like, I would love Tiffany oh, yeah. Amber having like a shaved, like back of the head moment, fucking coming out to get revenge. Like, I don't know what that is inside of me, but I was just seeing this strong moment with her short little hair fucking coming out and being like, also, fuck your beauty standards. I'm yeah. still Tiffany Amber Thiessen with this fucking... <laughs> like a long rooster bang. moment. Like, like pixie, yes, I would love that. Um, no, I'm thinking way more butch. Like yeah, I'm like going a, full, like, Oh, um, like a pompadour. I'm going like full Fortnite player. Yes, okay. absolutely. So, um, Ethan after the scene <laughs> is drinking on top of a roof. As I've talked about earlier in this film, this is when he throws a glass bottle at a fucking cop car <laughs> and nothing happens. And, um, there are some other people there partying with them. As you party after you fucking torture a girl. The best friend is there. And she's like, hey, come on. Let's like fucking do it on this roof the way that we used to. Which who knew? Yeah. Right? Right. Um, and he's like, listen, man, I'd give anything to get out of this town. Leaving behind taillights and nothing else. Literally and, uh, all Ethan can talk about is leaving the town. He has no other topic of conversation. Which only means like you're staying in town. Yeah. Like we're going to need a, like it's great to have the dream. This is like a Leo versus a Capricorn where like a Leo's a dreamer and I'm the Capricorn that's like, yeah. okay, we dream this much in this house before we fucking execute the plan. Like right. you cannot dreaming is not. Dreaming's not motion, okay? Yeah. <laughs> That's it. So she tells him that she wants to do it right there, right now, just the way they used to. And he says he figured it out. They just like to turn on each other like rats in a cage because there's nothing else to do. And I thought, hmm, that is like such a great metaphor that for everything that happens in this town, for everything that happens in this fucking world. We're all rats in a cage. And at a certain point, what else are we going to do but pick each other apart? Yeah. It's a you're hitting the bars, you're on the wheel. What is it? 
So um, I wrote, that's the hottest thing I've ever heard. That's an <laughs> exaggeration. <laughs> the cops leave Caitlin's place. She's in bed wearing a ball cap on her head. Um, her mom tells her that it's only going to get worse unless they press charges. And she's like, listen, I'm not going to be able to make it stop. And the mom still doesn't really know what happened with the right. hair. So she goes over to the um, dresser to get some shears and a comb, which I like loved that mom was already like, let's. Let's clean this up, babe. Yeah, she was already JVNing this moment. And um, <laughs> her mom tells her that she doesn't have um, she doesn't have to make the same mistakes that she did. Um, she's going to stand up to them in the whole town. What else could they... And she goes, what else they, what could they do to me? Like, I'm going to fight yeah. back now. Yeah. Which is like... She's at rock bottom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she is. Like... Yeah, I mean, like, in a way, like, I'm proud for Caitlyn because, mm-hmm. like, good for you, Caitlyn. She's lost it all. She's How lost much, her hair. But, Caitlyn, this was all, this was, this is where you had to go, baby. You had nowhere to go but here. Let's, like, I'm not so excited for a decision unless, I mean, the other route was her getting knocked up and turning to drugs and then suiciding herself. <laughs> yeah. Like, that was basically, this is where we turn or, you know, whatever. It's just interesting, though, because it's not like her hair is so remarkable. It's, it's just, no, it's the attack. It's the it's the attack, I know, but she's like, she's like, I've lost it all. I've lost my pride. I've lost my hair. But, yeah. But it also I mean, is the fact that she's violently attacked by a criminal gang. Well, it's also like when, when someone has taken everything from you inside and outside, mm-hmm. it's really, like, I mean, without throwing acid in their face, they've, or in their face, like, they basically have fucked this girl up for as much as the at least immediate future as they can. Because now it's visible as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so uh, Caitlin sits outside and a man in a suit walks up and I thought she was here to get served. No, <laughs> this is her fucking, unfortunately, her savior. I I will always say that Caitlin is her savior. Caitlin's her own savior. This man, though, as much as I don't like that it was a man that had to do this and as much as I did think he was a creeper, at least throughout the first scene, which we're going to mm. play, I'm in love with him. I absolutely <laughs> would date him. He's great. If you are single, I don't care how old you are, I will be a companion and partner to you. Okay, we can get on the phone two, three times <laughs> a week. Keith. Yeah, I don't need money from you, my friend, okay? I just mean, if you need a companion around town, I will absolutely go to the smokehouse with you. So let's play <laughs> one hour and 37 seconds to 103.41. Kayla? Mom? It was only a couple of years ago that the Supreme Court first decided that uh, under Title... Oh, excuse me. Uh, Students who have been sexually harassed in school can sue the school districts. There haven't been any clear verdicts anywhere in the country yet. This could very well be the first one. It all comes down to Caitlin. How tough she is, how far she'll go. Oh, well, we're going to go all the way. Right, honey? Yeah. Yeah, all the way. Well, I guess I've got all the basic facts from your letters, uh, including the school's involvement. Uh, But what I need to know is why? Why are your friends doing this? Well, it's the girls mostly. Caitlin has a four-point grade average. She's the prettiest. Ethan and Jace are the leaders. Well, I mean, look. Look what they did to her hair. She used to have the most beautiful hair. They hacked it all off. It took us forever to figure out what we were going to do with it. Um... 
Look, would you, would you like to go out for lunch? Oh, you know what? Let me just get my coat. No, I, actually, Mrs. Rose, uh, part of the procedure is that I interview Caitlin alone. Oh, well, well, that, that's fine. Yeah, that's, that's fine with Caitlin. Uh, miss, I, Miss, what is she deaf? This is where the football booster club meets. Guess they're pretty pissed. What do you think? Do you think I asked for it? Caitlin, nobody asks for something like this. Besides, that's not the point. You can sleep with all the guys you want. I don't care. This is not about morality. It's about your legal rights. Nobody can harass you about your sex life. Tell the school that. For a good time, call Caitlin's been in the bathroom for weeks. Wait a minute. What did you just say? You said weeks? Wait, the principal's known it's been there this whole time and she hasn't had it removed? No, she was making a point. Yeah, well, when she left it there like it was no big deal, she was signaling that it, that it was okay. Well, that stuff happens all the time. I mean... Guys right on phone booths or bathroom walls about some girl. That's sexual harassment. It's not supposed to happen anymore. That's what the law is for. That's where I come in. Look, Caitlin, in my job, I, I go to a lot of small towns like this one. And in most civil rights cases, the person who's being harassed is different somehow. People are afraid of anything different. Well, I'm no different than anybody else. You wouldn't play by the rules. So, um, basically what started to make me want to cry was right the moment when at the, at the diner, when he was like, everything you just said to me, these last things, oh my God, your toast bitch, like their toast. No, it's it's funny because his whole demeanor is very like, I'm a New Yorker, like Republican. And he's like, no, this is not about your sexual history. This is not about, you know, this is this is about your legal rights. Right. It's about sexual harassment. And, um, you know, the reason why you're different is because you wouldn't play by the rules. 100%. But like when he's just like, I'm not going to shame you for anything that you've done before. I'm just going to say this is about your legal rights to not be sexually harassed in school. Like you're like, yes, Aaron, work. You know what blows me away is like when lawyers actually care about the law. Yeah. Like when lawyers are really like, you know what? I don't know how I'd handle it if it was my family, my daughter, whatever. I don't know how I would emotionally mm-hmm. take that on, but I do know one thing, and it's the fucking law. This man That's is hot to me. I'm passionate sorry. about Title IX. I love, I love someone like that. It's funny you say a New York lawyer, though, because he does have heavy my cousin Vinny undertones. 
like he just a, has like very strong accent yeah there well you, i i think you'll know why i feel this way a little bit more mm-hmm. so they come home from lunch and the phone is ringing the detective hooks a bug up to it and of course it's jason like literally anytime the phone rings it's never he's like oh hangs you know cooks it's the- not a telemarketer like it's fucking jason he's like you're a fucking slut bitch i'm gonna motherfucking kill you like so he says listen you slut bitch i know you're listening if you ever come back to school, we'll hunt you down and I'll take you into the bathroom and all the guys in the crew will pull a train on you. That's so crazy. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, but I will say, I also wrote in my notes here, I can't imagine like how good it feels for Caitlin to hear that for once because now it is finally fucking being recorded and Mm -hmm. used against her every other time that someone has said this she or a bunch of unfucking reliable ass people have been the only witnesses i don't know if anyone's ever been in that situation out there where it's like you know what this is something that's fucking normally terrible to hear and something that has ruined my life but now that other people are hearing it having your abuser put on blast is the most fucking satisfying thing in the world people reveal their asses in time always okay i don't know how she's not like haha i got you motherfucker (laughs) literally i'd be like oh my god totally so um the detective is looking at the walls uh the bathroom walls when the principal comes in and says that normally they assist someone like him through the schools and he goes never seen something as pervasive as this and the principal has this like Oh, he said pervasive. Like yeah. her eyes blow out of her head because he used a fucking $5 word. And he goes, you know, you don't really have a clue about any of this, do you? Mm-hmm. And she goes, listen, we're trying to find a way to take it off. And he turns to one of the girls and he goes, hey, do either of you have nail polish remover? <laughs> My cousin Vinny. And yeah. he fucking takes a fucking remover swab to the wall and takes off all of the shit in front of him. And he goes... The best way to move nail polish is to use nail polish yeah. remover. And all the other high school girls, even though they just fucking got busted as well, they're like, <laughs> and it's true. Like, I yes, just love bitch. that a girl had a full bottle of nail polish remover in her Listen, backpack. things were wild in the 90s. <laughs> I used to literally, after school, I would, this is actually makes a lot of sense for like how certain aspects of my career played out, but I used to go home and like undo my nails, fucking paint them, do my own nail art. That's what got me through being poor and was like my moment on hello giggles that i was like if i left you one well i left them with a lot of things Mm -hmm. but i was like one lasting very important impression i made on this is the importance of fucking nail art bitch because if you have nothing and your nails look nice that's all that matters Mm -hmm. meanwhile i have i'm crusty mcdusty right now from a week in louisiana Mm -hmm. um okay so jason and ethan are hunting in the woods like as psychos do and they both spot a dog and pull up their guns. So oh. Ethan does not shoot the dog. And Jace is like, oh, you had the shot. Why don't you go for it? And he goes, I think we've shot enough today, okay? What do you want? And he goes, Ugh, this is about Caitlin, that bitch. And he said, I said we're done with her. She doesn't even go to school anymore. Then we're going to play out 106.07 to 109.05. Yeah, well, I'm not done with her. She was the best I ever had. I love it when they fight back. What? What'd you say? Hey, no really means yes. Know what I mean. Wait. She was telling the truth? Forget it. Jace! You raped her in her own house? I taught her a lesson. All right, we gotta break down anyone who gets in our face. We've been going after this girl for no reason. She was threatening us, Ethan. If she can face you and me down, what happens to the rest of the crew? What do you care anyway? She's history. Who gives her rat's ass? dogs on a point 
You mean to tell me that this boy hasn't ever truly considered that his friend Kate, uh, his friend raped Caitlyn? You mean to tell me that we're supposed to forgive this boy for what he was instrumental in doing in this girl's life just because he put fruit on a TV tray for his disabled mom and has a dead dad? This is the standard we're at. Like, the standard this is, is our, so low. This is our love like interest for the rest of the movie because he, all he did after months of torturing this girl yeah. is fucking be like oh shit like maybe i made a mistake and not to say per our previous point that people can't change and grow but this is no i wrote back i wrote down ethan sucks ethan sucks and when he goes and talks to her in the park and is like oh my gosh um jace told me that he raped you and like i believe you now it's like okay one you believe a boy over believing the word of a girl. Yep. Like, fuck off. Yeah. And I do think that, that Caitlin comes back with some good, um, like, lines to him. And she's like, I deserve better. And I'm like, yes, girl, you do. And then he's like, maybe I can come over and, like, ask your mom for a date. And she's like, would you do that? And I'm like, 
girl, no. Like, yeah. just the fact that he says he wants to, like, go on a date with you. He literally is like, come on, I'll do the whole thing. I'll sit in your living room, talk to your mom. I'm like, what the fuck are and you going to talk to your mom I kind of feel about? like at the end, like, she's maybe going to blow him off. And I would like, I was like, oh, my God, I would love if she would blow him off. Because she says, okay, let's see how you like being turned inside out like me. Yeah. But... But then she's like, okay, well, I'll let you come over. I'm like, my God, girl, like, no, he's like, I have this thing with certain friends of mine where like guys break up with them and, and they're like, oh, well maybe we'll get back together. And I'm like, but do you want him now that he's treated you like this? And so I sort of feel the same way about Caitlin where I'm like, no, he's proven himself to be a total cheese dick. Like, do you, do you even want him now? No. I mean, that's the unfortunate thing is that this character wasn't given enough time to decide that. And I think that the number one thing that you are saying with your friends is I think what we all agree with is typically when you're in the first, like, I don't know, 48, four to eight weeks of a breakup, you're like, I mean, this is fucking hell without him. Like, this is awful. Like, I know this stuff about him, but I don't know how to move forward without Mm -hmm. this. I mean... All this girl knows is validation from popularity, dating, being like sexual. I mean, I don't know. Was she sexually active with other people? Not that it matters before this, but like she was very integrated into this certain society and also like her mom supported it, whether she realized it or not. How is she supposed to know better? How is she not supposed to fall into the arms of this classmate again? Right. I think the main difference is that she was given an eight-week time period to deal with this, and she's 17. Right, right. It sucks. I don't know. So later that night, Ethan's laying in bed, and he's just thinking about her when all of a sudden Jace comes to the house and starts hacking at Ethan's car and breaking his windows. Okay, I'm sorry. Another crime. Let's just say another, like, felony crime. And and also breaking and entering because he's smashing the windows of the home. Breaking and entering destruction Destruct of property. property absolutely it's all fucked up i'm so, just like when are they gonna arrest this kid for all the crimes he's doing yeah felony um oh my god criminal damage <laughs> yeah it's all it's all there so um he smashed his car wrote a traitor on it and his car is like all this boy has yeah let's face it um so caitlin's sitting outside of her house she runs up and she tells ethan that nick i don't know who the fuck nick is yeah had come by looking for him he tells her look let's get in the car and never come back and she's like sure as if like her mom and like a fucking detective from the fbi or something aren't all involved in i this. know i was like i was kind of disappointed when she got in the car and was like let's run off because i was like girl you have a pending federal case going on she should have a police like a police escort or something stationed outside of her house given the stakes of also probably the nothing that the cops are doing in this town yeah um that said like you can break a bottle in their car and they won't care (laughs) so he asked her if it's okay and they kiss trigger warning i want to see things escalate very quickly here when jason reaches into the car and grabs Ethan by his neck, and they attempt to kidnap Caitlyn. So if that's a sensitive subject for you, I skip He holds a, a knife to his neck. So, yeah, I think it's Nick holds holds him into the car, maybe with a knife, and then I Ethan thought I saw, grabs like, a knife, Caitlyn. A knife. It was very violent. Anyway. And I'm like, that's assault with a deadly weapon. That's kidnapping. Like, I'm just going through all of, like, it's kidnapping. crimes. Yeah. So they're, like, fully trying to kidnap her. And by the way, once you realize it's not just Ethan, it's actually, like, several guys, and then... Woo! Like a car full of girls, like with girls sitting on the back of a convertible, yeah. which I hate in movies because I'm like, one of y'all are gonna fall off and die. <laughs> um, they all pull up to like egg him on. 
Then, of course, Ethan, I don't know when the knife came out, but the knife, I mean, honestly, I feel like all the characters in this movie probably feel the same way about when the knife entered the picture. Like, they're like, whoa, all of a sudden there's a knife. Yeah. Jace is swinging it around (laughs) wildly, and he's, like, fully... Like kind of stabbing Ethan. Like no, he does, he sm- stabs him on his arm. I was like, this is like the Outsiders plus West Side Story. Yeah, like like full on knife brawl fight. Like someone's gonna die. I was waiting for like a full knife insertion into the guts, <laughs> and then like a twist. You know what I mean? The way that they kill yeah. him in the movies. Yeah. But of course, thankfully, no our organs are harmed in this film. Um, well, that's absolutely not true. Um, <laughs> none of uh, Ethan's organs are harmed, and um, the knife drops to the ground, and then Jason, uh, Jace falls to the ground, and and then Caitlin's like, "Ethan, let's get out of here," and Ethan yells back to the crew, "Hey, get him to the hospital, okay? Because he still cares about Jace." Even though he just threatened him he and cut him with a knife. Toxic codependent relationship with Jace. Wow, there you go. <laughs> and then, like, all the other guys look back at him and they're like, we're still going to get you, Ethan. And it's like, oh, my God. Like, fucking, like, don't you have a college to go to? Like, the hell? What do you think, like, wh- I mean, that's also the sad part of high school is that everything means way too much. Right. Like, Jesus. Okay, so um, it's dawn now and the Trader Mobile is parked in front of the church. That's what I'm calling <laughs> it. I mean, it's literally looks like the Batmobile, except yeah. it does, I mean, it, the, the cars in this town are also gorgeous. I will say yeah. like as someone yeah. who fucking loves a muscle car, will yeah. literally like, pull up to even a 1979 Mercedes. Like I will be like, my God, that yeah. is the hottest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> so this car is full of those. I mean, yeah. this movie's full of those cars. If this does something for you, so they're in this church. Okay, it's one sixteen oh seven to one eighteen twenty one. I haven't been in this church since my dad died. They uh, they let him out right here. What happened to your dad? He just died. No one ever noticed him, and then, uh, then he died. You take care of your mom, huh? Yeah, yeah, I take care of what she needs. Yeah. And I'm real ashamed of what I did. Everything you have. You won't be a hero anymore. I'm not a hero. I'm going to 
quarterback in a small town in Illinois. I can't let you do that. If we go back, they won't let us be together. They'd have to beat me with the tire iron. Basically, Ethan's dad just fucking died. He's like, no one paid attention to him. And then he died. Now. I didn't get that at all. Like, and I'm sitting there. If I'm Tiffany and Ruthie said, I'd be like, well, your mom paid attention to him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, someone had to have been paying attention. Right. Yeah. Like, that's like a very, you know, what's sad is like that mm, is probably what a child who no one speaks to them about with like their parents' death takes away from it. Yeah. That's real. Write in if that happened to you. Uh, again, though, I, I am going to say Ethan. Tweet is, me. <laughs> Tweet me if you take your father's death so personally. Ethan uh, is, is very dumb. Yeah. A- again. But I mean, that's not even dumb. That's emotional processing. Right. But like, he's not also. Yeah, there's not a lot going on there. And they do feel like very star-crossed lovers. We got to fucking hit the road. We got to get out of this town. Okay, baby. No one wants us together. Um, but then we cut to court. And she so, is ready to go. Like, I'm like, girl, you have a like, case pending. She's like, we got to ditch this place. He's like, I got to, he's like, I got to close up some loose ends here first. And I'm also thinking like, besides your pending court case, like who the fuck is taking care of your mom? Like right. with this woman is on disability in a shed in the deep country. <laughs> she, and the only family car is now smashed to pieces. <laughs> Can you file an insurance claim while you're still in town? I like know. let's get some, there's some stuff to do. You got to do stuff. So they're in court. Um, we have to play this cause the whole thing, um, has led up to this, uh, one eighteen forty eight to one twenty one. Ethan, let me remind you that you're under oath. Did you lead your friends in sexually harassing Caitlin Rose? Yeah, yeah, I did. Jace, did you willfully participate in the sexual harassment of Caitlin Rose? It was Ethan's idea. He was kind of our leader. I was just following along, you know. I liked her. I didn't want to hurt her. But you did participate. Look, if you want to make it here, you have to play along. Yeah, well, do you realize that by admitting participation, you're going to be losing your college scholarship? I've paid a big price, sir. I'll never play college ball. That knife ripped my muscles up real good. I've learned my lesson. Now, I just hope I can go to state. That's where my dad went. I just want to move on with my life to new challenges. That'll be all. Thank you. This sort of thing has always gone on in high schools. I will say that uh, this case has certainly raised our consciousness on this issue. Mr. Clark. You represent the entire school district. Do you share Principal Hines' view? No. The simple truth is the school did not prevent the sexual harassment. We knew what was going on and we failed to protect Caitlin. I'm not even sure they know what sexual harassment is. Being so locked into their boys will be boys mentality. 
we're all behind on the learning curve. Yes, well, are you aware that as a result of this case, the government can remove federal funds from the school district? We're going to change the way we do things here, sir. It was very Brock Turner. Jace yeah. was very Brock Turner. We were supposed to feel so terrible that he lost his scholarship. Right. And he's just trying to move on and, like, try and capture his best and most brightest future. And also, like, okay, Jace... Everyone blamed Ethan. Yeah, no, he's like, I was just following along. It was Ethan's idea. And and the, and there's a, an initial question put to Ethan, like, did you sexually harass... Uh, Caitlin and he's like yeah I did and we're supposed to be like oh great like he like admits that he had you know participation in this but then he's pinned as the as the ringleader and Jace is on crutches and he's like playing this whole sob story about losing a scholarship and going to state. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like, it's all so crazy. Yeah. Um, and also just like, where the fuck was that tape from? Yeah. Jay saying like, I'm going to run a train on you in the bathroom. <laughs> I, know. I feel like that was probably pretty relevant are, to the fucking investigation. This investigation is crap or this court trial is crap because there are no, they never call any witnesses. No, they never. It's only about the sexual harassment. It's not about any of the other numerous crimes that Jace has committed. And they just like let him kind of get away with it. And then they try to sort of pin it on the principal and the scoop superintendent. And the superintendent's like, well, we're going to be doing things real differently around here. And I'm like, and then by the end of the trial, I'm like, who is getting retribution no one and this is the other thing that was killing me is because for some reason this is the only resolution we can get is to go after people for the least look like the least level least technical crime they can get which is that okay we can't prove rape we maybe can't use a minor as a as a witness especially if they're a relative um, it's all he said, she said. There's no physical evidence. There's a whole town that's willing to testify against her. Um, these are unreliable minors. Like, there's all of this. So, like, all they can do is nail the school board, which basically all they did was leave graffiti up on the walls, throw her under the bus a couple times, not right. punish these guys. And these are all egregious as well. Yeah. But... This is like pretty much they're like, okay, this is the lowest common denominator. This is what we can take care of. Yeah. And that is how justice is found in a lot of these cases. It's fucked up. Like that's doesn't that I know it's like for all the horrible stuff that ends up happening in this movie and like also in real life, Mm -hmm. they just go for the lowest common denominator, what they can prove and what people will admit to. Well, this is the other thing is like, I think everyone we'll just like draw a hugely off scale comparison, but like when the Harvey Weinstein settlement or whatever came through for, or ruling came through for $44 million, I feel like most Americans were like, Oh my goodness. Wow. But like everything goes away in lawyers fees. Right. Ultimately what these women are left with is maybe $300,000 for a public walk of humiliation that they never asked to take and that Mm -hmm. they never wanted to take. And that ultimately they probably can after taxes keep $150,000 of, which is if, especially if you're like in the industry of any type, if you're doing anything that's fucking hair and makeup. Okay. But also like, it's like if he in some way affected negatively affected their 
their career. Which he did. Which he did, admitted to negatively affecting people's careers. You know, it's like, it's not just the therapy or the pain and suffering that you have to go through. It's the... Damages caused and potential income loss. Yes, exactly. And... Which is difficult to determine in this industry because you can never say, oh, well, Ashley Judd would have booked 20 more films. Right. And she she was not a part of that case, but she would have booked 20 more films and her quote would have been higher than Julia Roberts and blah, blah, blah. No one can predict or prove that that's true. And in a business where your earnings are incredibly subjective, it's another really unfair situation because if I know in... By the way, it doesn't matter if you're the vice president of a bank or an actress, if something like that happens to you, but it absolutely will determine your end result because your salary is definitive when you have a position like that. Right. And it's fucked up. I'm pissed. What are they going to do? Pay for Caitlyn's shutdown movie theater money? Like, it's (laughs) fucked up. They fucked this bitch up her whole life. Well, also, like... She's but going the, to junior college. You know, yeah. It's like, what if she was going to go to a better college? Like, what, you know, Finish you don't know high school. what the ramifications are going forward. It will... That, I mean, honestly, you have to... It's so difficult to project because you... Every lawyer will assume that you would have grown up to be a loser. Mm-hmm. And everyone fighting for you would be like, this girl has so much potential. Which, let's right. face it, but Caitlin has potential, honey. She does. But you can't quantify that. But you can't quantify it, yeah. So, um, we're now going to uh, Caitlin driving down a dusty-ass road. And she goes to see her ex-best friend, Abby, who is hella preg. Pregnant. Yeah. And Abby is happy to be living on her own. She finally got out of her parents' house. Uh, literally no foreshadowing there about right. any sort like, of why was there an issue? house to get out of. But now we know that... Yeah. There are people worse off than Caitlin in town. And she says, you know, I still get sick in the morning. And Caitlin's like, that's Jason's baby, isn't it? And she's like, yeah, he wasn't so careful or gentle. Oh, my God. So gross. I know. And then she says, why did you choose to have this baby? You don't care about Jason. He certainly doesn't care about you or the two of you. And she says, well, I figure this way I'd have someone who loved me. I don't, and then she says, I don't even know why you're talking to me after what I did. And she says, you know what? You stood up for yourself, Caitlin, and no one else did. You were, if anyone else was telling the truth about the way that things really were, then they would be sluts too. It's devastating. Woof. So Caitlin's like, I gotta go. Wait, so what, reading between the lines, we can assume that this is like the child of rape. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. She's saying that Jason is, or Jace has always been raping all of us. Yeah. Like, this is how he does sex, and this is what I know of sex, and I'm having my rapist baby. Yeah. Because someone's going to love me, and it's my rapist baby. So, it's very dark. It's very, very dark, and honestly, I think, sadly, like, a true story for a lot of people. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, even not to bring it back to SVU, but even Olivia Benson was a product of rape. You know what I mean? Yeah. Happens. And it's like, you know, poor, poor Abby. Yeah. You know, I don't know what could have been done differently with Abby, but fucking poor Abby. Right. And she was such like, okay, for as like kind of a shithead as she was, she really had like a bright spirit and a sort of feisty 
softness about her and then she just seems really broken down by the time we see her well here's the thing that i've been thinking about a lot lately because i'm doing this like um I'm doing a new podcast called Discovering Olivia Jade, where each week I go deeper into one of her vlogs. Amazing. My summary at the end of every note session I do is like, bottom line, I mean, my takeaway is that she's a fucking teenage girl. Yeah. Like, this girl's a fucking teenage girl. Like, it doesn't matter my perception of her brightness or future or whatever. Like, I can't tell you how many of my friends or people that were, like, off the fucking rails on cocaine, like, in a fucking foreign, like, you know, living in Thailand when they were 19. And now they're cleaned up and they live normal, productive lives. Like... There's no telling based on what someone is in high school, what they'll grow to be. And I think oh, that's absolutely. the saddest part of all, you know? No, I've seen that happen so many times, you know, wow, this person's a total fuck up and then they're not, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So Caitlin's driving off to college. Mom got her a flower backpack, the sunflower backpack, Very which cute. we have been kind of talking about since we first walked in the door Mm -hmm. um her sister's like yo i'm gonna miss you so much and she's like i'll save a place for you at junior college (laughs) i'm like oh my god get the sister out of there i know i'm like why don't you take your junior college now or be like i hope you go to stanford like study girl stay inside study don't talk to anybody you don't need to um so judy and her mom watch her drive off before she takes off though for real she drives by ethan's let's play 125 12 to 126 50 So you getting out of here? Yeah. Good. It's the best thing for you to do. How can you stay here? They don't want you here any more than me. You told me you'd rather die than get stuck here. Yeah, well, I kind of blew my chances with everything we did. And who says there's no justice in the world today, huh? I miss you. Maybe when you're done with college, you can uh, come back and visit. After they make out and have that little combo, she gets back into the car and uh, she leaves nothing behind her like the damn taillights, much like Ethan. Well, had, I also uh, am a little bit himself. curious because I'm like, okay, why can't Ethan leave? Because he all he wants to do is leave. Well, I think probably like the court case. I'm like, is he on probation? <laughs> is he on house arrest? I feel like he probably like once he lost his vehicle that he probably put all yeah. of his money into. Like that was his investment. Dumb investment. Don't invest in cars. They depreciate the moment you take them off the lot, baby. And I, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, the reason why Ethan didn't leave is for all the reasons that she said he wouldn't leave. And that's the saddest part about it is that 
he was being a Leo. I assume his character's <laughs> a Leo, and he fucking lived out some sort of fantasy plan and never laid any real groundwork. Yeah. Even Caitlin's over here fucking getting raped and going through a trial, and she figured out how to fill a junior college application out. Like, <laughs> I I'm, no shade. But I mean, it absolute is, shade. It is kind of telling that Ethan's just like, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave, and then he just can't get his shit together to do it. And you know, regardless of the legal ramifications, but it's like. Oh wait, yeah, you're absolutely a fuck up. Mm-hmm. And as as cute as you are, and as like good at sex as you are, like you're a fuck up, Katie. Like, I thought, <laughs> wait, can I just take you back to like four minutes ago when you literally were like, so what we can gather from this is that she's pregnant with a rape baby, <laughs> and I'm like. Yeah, Katie, that was the fucking scene. I'm sorry. No, I know. But I'm just like, I can't believe this is your job. And like, you didn't get the... the like a... <laughs> Granted, you did much less of a pass on this than I'm sure you do the rest of your work. But like, no, listen, that I... was 100% the conclusion of that Listen, scene. I don't judge me no, I just, like, i'm not judging you i'm just there like, are times where i have gone to I'm movies thinking. though that i am reviewing and i'm like i think i'm like i didn't quite get that right no that's like i mean honestly i i would not be surprised if like i sat through superman and be like uh clark kent looks a lot like superman <laughs> i mean like, i've done shit like that before like- believe me i'm not the smartest person in the world i just we needed to take a moment to lull about that because like other i mean i have to look we have to lull together because i can't lull apart with you about that was good we're we're lulling okay so then of course the blues traveler kicks in as she moves on to her future it's the best around it's the best around is that what it was no no it's it's the the heart brings you back. Okay, okay, there we go. I'm telling you no lie. I'm a terrible singer. I and then I love how they're like, let's let's play this like montage of memories, both good and bad. You gotta have like a good like she's driving on to college. She has to remember the first time that she, you know, went out with her friends when she became fake prom queen and they carried her when she later got date raped in front of her sister or not even date raped, just raped in front of her sister. And then when the fucking you know, Ethan and her kid like it's, it's just it such psycho. a I mean this is the thing like they fell on that device all the time back mm-hmm. in the day in the movies so like if you missed the first half you'd be like mm, oh okay oh oh so, okay so they okay and the first she was okay right like that like, was let's just relive the whole movie that you just watched for 85 minutes yeah I, I and I actually like love that about Lifetime movies is because like they are like thorough, but they're also like let's face it, you're probably not fully tuned in. You're probably yeah. drunk on vacation. This is the only thing in the hotel, or like mm-hmm. you know you're walking through the room. But anyway, movie's over. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what a journey. Talk about your favorite number one film of all time. Oh gosh, what do you think is the best movie ever made? Well, my favorite movie is Carrie, okay, which is appropriate perfect. to this. Okay, to this. Uh, oh, heavenly! Film. That's right. Okay, yeah. perfect. Okay, perfect. Okay, because I mean, this is a horror movie, truly. As I well. decided at like seventeen that Carrie was my favorite movie, and I just have decided to keep it. Can I don't. I, I don't want to change. I've never seen it. Don't kill me. <gasps> oh I my know. God, let's watch it. I have yeah. it on DVD. I'll, I'll come over. I will come to your house. Okay, come to We're my gonna, house. I'm gonna yeah. Come to your condo. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, no, it's my favorite movie. And I actually, I had never seen it on the big screen and they played it at the Egyptian last year. Mm. And it was like, let me just check you in. You've never seen it? No, I'd never seen it on the big I know, screen. I know, I know. But I mean, all these years in LA, I feel like that's I had only ever here. seen it on like, well, well, cause I used to watch it in high school all the time mm-hmm. and I'd watch it on like VHS, honestly, or, yeah. or DVD. And, um, yeah, I had never seen it projected and it was amazing. Um, but I think that that, that is also a movie about sexual trauma mm-hmm. and about, uh, the internal lives of women as they're, you know, reckoning with their trauma in different ways. And, you know, I think a lot of people give. I it, think it's an excellent comparison for. It, our, it, it, it's a, it, and you know, it's interesting that they. From what I know of it, I'm not going to be like a. Per, I'm like sort a, of like John Leakley and Curtis Christopher Leach. Like, yeah, they Your are favorite. <laughs> they're auteurs. Yeah. Um. You know, if they're making these references to Carrie and the Outsiders, which like maybe they aren't, and I'm just like inserting them. I mean, I think they're. Pr- it's a pretty blatant reference to Carrie. Oh well, it's obviously a blatant reference to Carrie, but. Like, you know, uh, but yeah, sorry. That was a dumb thing to say. No, it <laughs> but, wasn't. But no. Yeah, they are, like, you know, but, but the, the, the idea that, um, group think and popular, popular people and, and the way, the sadisticness of high school kids and going along with the crowd and, and how that can be. You know, it, it, it obvi- oh, her obviously- mentality scares me so much. Like I think about all the time about situations where people are like, "How could they? How could they not stand up?" And I'm like, Molly, like instead of being the person that's just going to be like self righteous and angry about something, a situation you've never been in, ask yourself. Like, how would you make yourself the bigger person and be that person? And can you be real with yourself and admit that you may not be that person? That's something you need to work on. Mm -hmm. Because it's very easy to, like, look at a violent situation and be like, that doesn't make sense. Why would they do that? Why Anything from, like, the fucking Patriots winning and, like, fans going nuts Mm -hmm. to, like, riots or acts of violence or even just, like, people, like, getting out of control at a party and, like, all sort of, like, you know, pushing a door in or something. You like to think that you would not be a part of that, but, like, there's an overwhelming energy that can take over a room and a group of people. And I think, especially when you're young, a sense of curiosity and, like, basic wickedness in your soul from not knowing any better about the world that you might participate in something. But I also think that there's probably an element of even like it feeling so high stakes that, that it's survival and these That's girls what I mean. yeah. like, who are like, okay, well, everybody is getting raped and this is how the, you know, high school psychology works. And I am going to just, go along with it so that I can survive. Admitting that you're getting raped is, is like, um, in this school is, is, I mean, yeah. I mean, they're basically saying like, if I admit that all the sex I've ever had is rape is like, I'm a repeat victim and that's probably all they've had. Like, it's so fucked. And and it's Christ. And Carrie, you know, she just goes insane and burns the whole high school down. And, and, Um, you know Tiffany or or Caitlin. or Caitlin, she in some ways kind of burns the high school down by just standing Wait up. Wait a herself. minute, that's actually what's the what's the lead male character's name and Carrie? Uh, Tommy. Tommy. Is there another one? Um, 
No, he's like the one that she has like a crush on. Okay, because Carrie and Caitlin is not yeah. not standing out to me. I'll just say that. Yeah. Okay. So on a scale of one to five, with Carrie being a one mm-hmm. and five being the most lifetimey of lifetime <laughs> movies, do you think the acting in this was closer to one or a five? Wait, Carrie's the one? Yeah, Carrie's the best. It's a number one. I'm going to say the acting was a one. You I think s- this was as good as Carrie? <laughs> I do, because the, the acting in Carrie is very, like, awesome. It's 70s, over the top. Like I'm going to actually, you know what? Normally, I'd hate on that. I'm going to have to throw a fucking hot one on this. And by the way, we haven't really, like, announced this yet. Um, I might not have done it in the last episode because we lost track. I think think this is one of our first movies for season five. Oh, so this is like a fresh round of of ranking here i think our last winner for season four was the boy she met online um for everyone at home so okay. i thought i thought tiffany amber Thiessen was excellent in this and and i do think brian austin green is not as good but Jace was good. Jace is convincing. Yeah, convincing. Uh, Yeah. The mom is convincing, is good. You know, I think everyone's pretty good. I think Tiffany was so good because what you need for this kind of role is someone who's very sincere, very earnest. Yeah. Um, and naive in a way and trusting. But then at the same time, like you said, she can she can throw it back. She's got a little of that. She's yeah. got some spice. And she catches on quickly. Yeah. She's a fast learner. But she's so different from the other characters that we've seen her as in this that I was just like, okay, she's great. I was stunned and blown away. And I love the lawyer. The lawyer's great. I'm going to continue to say that even if they change actresses halfway through, <laughs> I loved the receptionist. Yeah, the receptionist I also love Tiffany Amber Thiessen's dad from Saved by the Bell. Yeah. He gave her her pap He was good, yeah. Um, believability of the world and characters. I mean, one. I'm going to give it, can we go two? Okay. Like, let's just be like, cause like at this, we cannot give this movie an Oscar. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm like, we're going to, I know. I'm like, I know. (laughs) Honestly, (laughs) honestly, like this is like, I I really have to say, I don't, I'm thrilled and so disappointed that I have such a respected film critic here. And she's like, no, fucking. I'm a best. And I'm, like, I'm a dumbass. I am such a dumbass. No, well, I say that all the time about myself, too. That's why we're here. But, like, also, I. It's so gratifying for me, like, to know that I'm not crazy that these are fucking sick movies. No, and- yeah, it's a good. This is really good. And, okay, we'll do. And they all are. <laughs> <laughs> I just looked at you like I was going to fucking murder your pets. <laughs> no, um, no, let's do it too, because I do think that the, the heightenedness of the situation is a little extreme, like the fucking middle of the night teenage knife fights. Yeah. Like the police need to be cracking down on that. Okay. Creative use of words to avoid censorship. Now. <laughs> I will tell you that stuff it sideways, bitch, is like honestly probably my iconic line of the season, and I'm just gonna own it now. Mm-hmm. Um, but that when she says, I'm tired of your stuff. Yeah, tired of your stuff. That really that bumped on me. I'm gonna give it a two for that. Yeah, just two. because it's two. like overall, I wasn't distracted by the lack of squares and I, I was thrilled with stuff it sideways, bitch. But <laughs> this is my job. Um <laughs> I um <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't bad. Okay, dialogue. Overall, pretty good. I'd say two or three. Two, yeah. It's a, let's give it a two. I yeah. mean, this is the best movie you ever watched. Okay. Um, <laughs> wardrobe. Oh, my God. One. Yeah, it was good. It was really realistic. It was 
so authentic. Again, I'm just going to mention the vests. When people do 90s movies, they never include vests. Yeah, it was um, really, really good. I also good. thought the stuff that um, Tiffany was wearing was, was quite sexy. And then Brian was in those like horrible fucking baggy pants. His hunting outfit when he looked like Shrek. <laughs> and he had a vest on. He was wearing like, no, he literally had <laughs> Shrek. Guys, Google what Shrek wears with the long white t-shirt and the brown oh, vest and the pants. <laughs> he's wearing Shrek's exact ass outfit. Oh, um, but he's hot. He's like hot Shrek. And I stand like also, she also, could be Princess Fiona. Her like bustier moment in the beginning was like so aggressively sexy i am so obsessed because by the way she didn't wear a bra in any of these other scenes which i was like oh my god like i like i could not i can't i just like i don't leave my house not wearing a bra and i never have so to think of someone like you know just like confidently walking through school with everything bad that's happened to her without a bra on i'm like fucking get it girl like yeah. this is the whole world you're living in feminist and you're, icon yeah Caitlin she's a Rose. feminist fucking icon <laughs> and avon rose you know she's doing her best to catch up okay hair and makeup oh like a one or a two i think let's just give it a two for safety because yes, i'm actually terrified of where we're heading <laughs> we've never been this. i thought tiffany looks beautiful i will say that the poofy post haircut hair was really bad but it was supposed to be. Yeah, it was supposed to be. And that, um, I know, like, Avon Rose's look was a little aggressive and, and the, the friend. But, Abby. like, it sucks because, like, on these shows when you're like, oh, my God, like, that trashy girl has such trashy makeup. Well, yeah, she's the trashy girl. Right, exactly. But they always love a heavy hand over right. in the movie of the week department, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, B.A.G., like, he actually just, like, had his signature, like, Caesar cut. I'm so sorry. I forgot this. He totally has a Jim Carrey Dumb and Dumber haircut <laughs> at certain movies in this where I'm just like, oh my God, that back is so tightly shaved with like just a little bit too much on the top. Like they needed to do like a, a one or a two mm. on that, you know, what I mean? a one and a half I, from what I know of barbering. Right. Um, music. Oh God, the Blues Traveler. I, we maybe so they, they blew the money on the Blues Traveler. Okay, the four. The movie, this music is a, no. I'm so sorry. This is full five music, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> because of the surf. Because it was jarring at every cue. Yeah, it was. Like, there it was, was not. I'm so five. sorry. Like, I'm so... Yeah. I'm shocked that they didn't play surf music over her getting her head shaved in a barn. Like, it was... <laughs> The music like, was, <laughs> it, was like, it was very like I'm getting very Tarantino moments. I, I'm also getting some Beach Boys. I'm feeling some Hawaii Five O. Like this is not. It was yeah, bad. they it was were bad. serving too the many. The Blues Traveler and the Surf Rock was a egregious combo. I'm going to tell you something now. Pray for rain sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I no, come on, don't say that. I like. I'm all. Why did I just get upset? <laughs> Like, I have pray for rain on the fucking bills over here. I'm like, listen, all right, pray for rain as a part of my... I offended you about the Catholic Children Convention. (laughs) No, I'm just saying maybe pray for rain is a major part of the launch of my new podcast network. Thanks, you fucking bitch. No, I'm just kidding. Can you imagine if I've had pray for rain on payroll? You're like, cut that out. Cut that out. No, cut that out. Yeah, Sammy, cut it. Okay, so crying. I will tell you that we did not get... The big like, <laughs> like yeah. that's what I consider yeah. lifetime crying is yeah. when someone is basically like look looks like a YouTuber apologizing for something. <laughs> like that's when I need like a good cry, like Not- no tears, full facial. 
I, and we I don't didn't think get that. Any crying in this? It's honestly the only thing we got was like oh, the sweet, shower. sweet little Tiff. Yeah, having her quiet moment in the shower, and that's yeah. not a good cry. No. So for, I mean, I never really know where to go with this because I want it to be a five for full lifetime crying, but in reality, this is a one. And I hate mm. to say it because I think this is going to be the highest the high, rated movie. I'm demented and I no. made it. <laughs> I invented this problem. I welcomed you into my house. Don't be an Ethan, okay? I'm Jace, okay? Don't fucking... I'm Jace. You're Ethan. You have options okay okay i'm victim- following along victimization of the female character this is a full fucking lifetime hard five this is honestly yeah. no woman was unscathed right. okay not only did caitlin get it but poor fucking avon is like having repressed memories judy judy had to hear the rape abby pregnant on a porch with a rapist yeah. baby no one also the out. the principal is is horrible and who knows what that dog in the yard was either that he was gonna shoot if that was a girl <laughs> she's fucking in this too okay yeah. no one was safe failure and or refusal to jump to the logical conclusion there was a little bit of this but it wasn't like Oh my god, the call's coming from inside the house. Like yeah. fucking step outside. Like she, it wasn't there's actually like she gets to the conclusion pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, maybe like a three? A three. Let's give it a two. Okay. I feel strongly about okay. this. I don't give a shit if this is <laughs> what do I care at this point? Um, we have two categories left to maybe sink this ship. Okay, dropped <laughs> plot lines. Oh, the I feel like the Judy. The, Judy is a drop plot line and also like the the court case the court case the tape the everything the what's tape. gonna happen to the principal I that really could have missing. used more resolutions what happened to everyone after college I feel like we can give this one a three font um Okay, the font in the beginning was horrible trash. Then this is where we're going to fucking put everything is we're going to put it all on, down on five. This is like Vegas, baby. Okay, font, we're putting a five. Yeah, the font That's was all we have, extremely okay? bad. This- I was actually, I, I, I didn't even know this was a, a category or a question, and I... And I, I I noted how bad the font was. Font is the anchor of this show because it really is the number one divider between a real movie and a fake movie. Like, they use 100%, not even final cut, pre-approved fonts. <laughs> they go to iMovie. Like, oh there's God. like, you could probably have, I wouldn't, I'm waiting for the day that I get a winding, like, you know, sort of moment. <laughs> like, because that's really close to where we're at. I mean, honestly, the opening credits look like temp credits. Yeah. The, yeah, with like how bad the font is. Absolutely, not even a serif to be found. Not one serif in the house. Okay, Sammy. Sammy does my math for me because I can't do numbers. <laughs> okay, Sammy. I'm terrified. <laughs> What's the total for this movie? Thirty-one. Oh, that's not bad. Okay. 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 That's okay. not bad. That's probably still one of the best. I mean. <laughs> I think maybe in season one, when we had about four less categories, we maybe did a 28 one. Okay, okay, yeah. But, you know, given the scale that we've been working off of for the last several seasons, yeah. I'll tell you that a 31 makes sense. Okay, good. I'm glad. I'm glad that it, that it worked out. Now, <clears throat> for my personal agenda, Katie, uh, <laughs> I have to know, it's been a while, and if you guys um, are playing bingo at home, please pull up your boards. What do you think of the greatest actress of our time, Juno Temple? (laughs) 
I actually I like Juno Temple. Yeah, because she's really fucking good. Yeah. I think she should be in every movie. Yeah, she's good. I would I would learn how to write a movie for Juno Temple. I fucking love her. She's everything to me. I What's your favorite so Juno in, role? What's my favorite Juno role? Mm-hmm. Give me a good Juno. I was really, really impressed with her in Dirty John. Oh, I haven't seen. Um, it's the Bravo show with Connie Britton. And, right, right, right. I know. Yeah. Uh, but she... So the funny thing is that she... Does she play a daughter? She plays a daughter along with... I think her name is like Julia something. But they're supposed to be these kind of like airheaded uh, Orange County like superficial blondes. And yeah. I think the oh, the other uh, sister goes a little bit too hard on the SoCal accent. While Juno's like really, really um, like more subtle. Okay, well, for everyone listening, you can also turn this off. I'm just going to put this on to Katie because, I mean, or unless you want to stay for the Juno. (laughs) But I will say that what I think one of Juno Temple's greatest abilities as an actress is is to naturally wear a different regional accent in her mouth as if it's her own. Yeah. Like her mouth acting, I'm big on teeth acting. I'm big on mouth acting. Like she really takes a character on almost the way that a Reese Witherspoon does, but in a better, I think she does it better. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say like people always say she plays the same character, but I'm like, no, no, she fucking tacks on a new regional dialect and wears it in a different way. For me, my biggest Juno Temple discovery and love grew from the movie Dirty Girl. Did you ever see Dirty Girl? I don't think I ever saw that. It is, um, Katie, like, (laughs) it is so good. It has some, like, hyper sort of, like, artistic weird elements to it where, like, it's about her and her gay best friend who she doesn't know is gay and isn't her best friend when they get assigned to do a class project together where they treat a sack of flour like a baby Mm -hmm. and they wind up going on this road trip to get out of this homophobic town so she can go meet her dad. And, like, William H. Macy's in it, Mila Jovovich's in it, like, a lot of, like, big people are in it. I think Lisa Kudrow might be in it. I might be wrong about oh that. But there are some like big players that showed up in that movie and it was so underappreciated. I think it might still be on Netflix. Unfortunately, like I mean, I don't think unfortunately, I think that this man could work for the rest of his life based on his performance in this if someone knows to write the right role for him. But I guess the guy who plays your gay best friend in this movie like is maybe a tour guide at Universal. I think that was like the last thing I heard about him. But oh, wow. This movie's so good. And it was on Netflix, but it was really small when I found it to the point that I literally sent the director a Facebook message and he wrote back and was like, thanks. I'm really glad you liked my movie. Oh, my God. Um, and it's really campy in that at like one point, like the animation of the flower sack, like becomes part of the story. Mm-hmm. But it's really one of the most cleansing Mary C. Emergence in it, too. Oh, my God. It's one of the what most cast? cleansing like road trip best friend sort of life affirmation movies like there's a great sort of like first sexual experience with the gay friend that is like basically I mean it is just it's so beyond beyond I can't tell enough people about it you have to watch it I'll check it out everyone dirty girl okay okay Everyone, be nice to Juno Temple. You have a nice night. Katie, we will put all of your information in the description of the show as well as, you know, just people know you. Um, One of my friends is, like, much younger. He was in my sketch comedy group, and he's like, oh, I could, like, go to film Twitter, like, meetups. And I was like, oh, do you know my friend Katie? And he was like, 
Oh yeah, she's like <laughs> definitely like a part of like she's like filmed like she's oh my god she's a big part. Am and I? Was I? Like, well, I was like fucking check your ass, bitch, because you're 25. <laughs> Katie's my friend, and I also majored in film. Fucking, I didn't know they go to your film Twitter, film, Twitter parties. Oh my I know, god. I'm so insulted. Slash, like, good for you. You know yeah. what I mean? There's no tw- like Tumblr. That's anymore. hilarious. Okay, you guys have a good night. I'm touring the living room like Tiffany and Ruthisa, and, and <laughs> I will talk to you later. Katie, thanks for being here. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.